check, check. Mic check. Show presented by Empire on PulpMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mattis. Welcome, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. It's 12.01 p.m. on the Pacific Coast time, April 3rd, 2014, Thursday. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it here. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. We're going to take a look ahead to Houston Supercross coming up this weekend. This Supercross series, it's winding down. And uh, we're looking forward to having Jason Thomas on the show and Michael Byrne making his debut on the Moto 60 Show. Michael Byrne's going to talk to us a little bit about, uh, well, maybe he comes back and fills in for Matt Gerke. Or maybe not. Uh, he's been working with Shorty and Gerke on the BTO Sports team on the weekend as well as uh, helping Michael Lessie out. During the week, and of course, big news with Michael Lessie announcing he's going to Canada. Probably talk to Burner about that. Also, talk to Burner about a lot of things. So, looking forward to that. Also, giving away a Fly Racing Fly Luggage Duo Set. A tour roller gear bag and a neat feet backpack over $150 value. Just for calling in, 702-586-7857. Call in anytime, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll take your calls on Supercross in general, on Houston. Really on anything, uh, anything at all. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Fly Racing designs its race where to complement a rider's natural movements on the bike. No unnecessary distractions, just straightforward, no-nonsense function, fit, and style. Fly Racing products are distributed exclusively in the United States by the powerhouse company called Western Power Sports. And, of course, NFAB, official sponsor of the JGR NFAB Yamaha team with Brayton, Nicoletti, and Grant. Dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Well, I guess it's got a Jeep. With the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA, where we're going this weekend. This is their home race. NFAB offers step systems, light mounting solutions, bumpers, and more to take your ride to the next level. Learn more about NFAB products. Visit n-fab.com. Proud sponsors of uh, Jessica Patterson as well as the NFAB Yamaha off-road team doing the GNCC series. And uh, NFAB, they've got their fingers in a little bit of everything. Thomas at NFAB down there, a, a real enthusiast of the sport. Support the sport, uh, sports companies that support our sport. Thanks again for uh, listening. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis. With me, taking your calls, handling everything behind the scenes. The Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? Hello, Steven. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. A lot of echoey coming. Why don't you move your mic up a little bit there, bro? Like that? Yeah, that's better. That better? Yeah, it's still echoey. You want me to put this little chingadere in front of it? Uh, you can, yeah. Hello? I, we, better, better? We adjusted our sound settings yet again. Since from Monday's Pulp Show, so you are the uh, pioneer of that that corner over there. All right. Uh, there you go. Hit the mic there. That, that sounded really good. Uh, what'd you think, bro, of uh, – where were we? St. Louis. St. Louis. Good dirt. Good-ish dirt. Feeling good about Dungey. 
in the. Uh... All right, forget it. If, if you're going to start off with thanks, if you're going to start off with good dirt, yeah, really. Like, <laughs> well, every week you always ask me how I feel about dungeons. So all of a sudden you go and you just ask me a general question. I wasn't ready for well, it, and so you know, can you, I was, get, I was can you get line one? Can you get line one? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks a lot. Uh, thanks, Tits, for that hard hitting analysis there. Uh, going to give away a fly racing fly luggage deal set to. Uh, uh, a lucky caller, 702-586-7857. And, uh, of course, let's, uh, let's get Jason Thomas on board with us when we can there, Tits, uh, while you're thinking about your um, St. Louis analysis. Uh, not looking good for Ryan Dungey to get second in the standings, by the way, Tits. Don't like the, the look of that. Ryan, uh, James Stewart, three wins in a row, one point behind Ryan Dungey. Who thinks that uh, Dungey can hold off James? It's going to take a big mistake by James to, uh, to let that happen, no doubt about it. Uh, he's on a roll right now. So what do you do if you're RV? Do you uh, check up? Do you battle James head-to-head? Five wins to three, so that's something. And um, right now it looks like James is on a roll, so uh, it's going to be something I'm going to talk to Burner about. Uh, Being RV, being in RV shoes, what's that like? What's it going to be be like to to be in RV shoes? And, uh, you know, do you you press for the win? What do you do? Uh, And, of course, 250 West Series is back. Uh... Cole Seeley, Jason Anderson. When we last saw the 250 West, Josh uh, Justin Hill uh, won his first ever career race for Pro Circuit, and uh, Anderson finished well, finished ahead of Seeley, caught and passed Seeley, and is ahead of him by uh, four points, I think. Let me take a look here. Yeah, four points with uh, three rounds, three rounds to go. Houston, Seattle, and Vegas. So uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Hills, uh, Hills, twenty four back, so it's gonna be tough for him to to make a dent with three rounds left. This thing's probably coming down to Anderson or Sealy. Both guys wanted to move to are rumored to be moving to four fifties next year. So both guys, this is their last crack at winning their uh, first championship in the two fifty class. Uh, Anderson and Sealy. Well, we, last time we saw this happen, Sealy was. Uh, Racing on the West Coast and uh, on the East Coast on a 450. He came back to Seattle for the first round after uh, riding for Factory Honda, just like he did this year. Uh, and he killed it. He absolutely destroyed the field at Seattle. So I wonder if that's going to happen again. I wonder if riding the 450s is going to help uh, help Cole out and get that maybe edge on Anderson, who hasn't been doing any racing. I don't know. I'm not a totally a big believer in that, but, I mean, it's possible. And, of course, the wild card, Dean Wilson. Wilson could go very easily. could rip off three straight wins. And uh, let Anderson and Sealy battle for that. I really believe that. We haven't seen that, but he's certainly got the speed to do it. He could rip off three straight wins. Uh, let's go to Anthony on line one. Anthony, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Good. Thanks um, for calling the Fly Race and Motor 60 for- Show. Okay. All right. What's your question? <laughs> um, with, the, with the 450s wrapping up, I was curious to kind of get your take on who you think the biggest disappointment's been. Um, you know, I think it's a foregone conclusion that barring a disaster, RV's pretty much got this wrapped out. Yes, I would agree. Uh, biggest uh, biggest disappointment? Yeah, I gotta go with Barsha, man. I really gotta go with Barsha. Uh, I thought he would challenge RV this year. He doesn't have a win. He does have three podiums on the year. He's sixth place in the points. I just thought he'd be right there, man. I thought he would have close to RV speed, close to James speed. And it just hasn't happened. So to me, uh, I'm thinking Barsha. What do you What do you got? I mean, I'm a big Dungey fan. I was thinking um, he may step it up this year, especially with Roxon getting in the truck uh, to kind of prove himself. And um, I was actually at Indy, saw him win. But you know, I 
I would say Barsha as well, though. To be honest with you. And what about and what about Dungey? You feel like uh, like he should be doing better? No, I mean, I, I I thought that Dungey would try and find more speed. To be honest with you, you know, try and dig a little deeper, um, which I think we saw towards the beginning of the of the season when he was crashing and stuff, but. Um, you know, there's a lot of expectation with Roxon coming in. I thought that might help Dungey with his overall speed, but, you know, Dungey's still sitting second point, so that's saying something. I think Ryan Dungey's doing what Ryan Dungey always does. I mean, he has one yep. win. Um, he's not ever been on the level indoors as James and RV. He can certainly battle those guys pretty close. He can, he can, he can uh, you know, make some moves on them here and there, but he's a, he's a tick and a small tick off. So, to me, mm-hmm. Dungey's been Dungey. He's been fine. Um, I think Ryan Dungey is going to be, be one of those guys that once his career is over, we'll fully appreciate it. You know what I mean? Um, no, I, I agree. Um, we maybe don't give him enough credit as it is right now. But outdoors, I think he's a slightly better rider than he is indoors. Um, but I think, yeah, he's been okay. He's been, he's been fine. Awesome. Well, hey, I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you guys. All right. Thanks very much, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Take care. All right. See you. That's Anthony. Uh, biggest disappointment. Uh, Tits, you don't think uh, Ryan Dungey's your biggest disappointment? No, no, I think that uh, that you hit the nail on the proverbial head with Barsha. Um, I wasn't expecting as much as you were coming into the season. I was on the Barsha train. Yeah, you were. Oh, you, I was, you, you were full steam ahead. I was ahead. driving it. Yeah, you yes. were. But even I thought he would be doing better than he has done up until the last couple of races. Yeah. 702-586-7857. We've got a few lines open if you want to call in and call in and talk Houston Supercross. We've got, uh, like I said, 250 West Series coming up. So I want to hear what you guys think about that. Uh, do you have Seeley? Do you have Anderson? Who do you got for the win? And um, what do you think of Dean Wilson's chances of uh, whipping off some wins? Or have you just are you completely off the Dean Wilson bandwagon if you're listening to this? Are you just done with him? You've seen him go fast. You've seen him go backwards with his arm pump. You've seen him crash away. Is he just done? Um, I'm not saying that, but um, it wouldn't be surprising. So, uh, all right, let's take it to our first guest here on the show. Like I said, we've got a few lines open, 702-586-7857. We'll get to some of you in a second. But for now, Jason Thomas. Sir. So would you be surprised if the 250 West Series picks up and Dean Wilson just rips off three straight wins? Uh, I would be surprised, yeah. Yeah, um, okay. I think he's I think he's capable of it, but would I be surprised that he won three in a row to end it? Yeah, I'd be surprised. But he's very capable of it. Yeah, but we've just seen that he's you know has a tendency to make mistakes, and I think that that would be an insult to the guys that he's racing against as well. Four points up for uh, for Jason Anderson. Do you like him to to take this thing home? You know what? I, I don't know. I think uh, I think both of them have a. Equally good shot, and, and I know that's obvious from the points, but I, don't, I think Anderson's been more dominant, but it's really tough to say. You know, the you know Seattle round with the weather could, could play a big role. Um, I'm really not willing to, to kind of take either side as far as who's better at this point. They both have shown, uh, you know, if you picked a weekend, you would say that, that this guy was clearly better, and, and it's hard to... Hard to say how after a two month break how they're going to respond. Yeah, Seattle's a major uh, major wild card. Yeah, always it, it, it definitely is in any series we've seen it in the 450 class, especially over the years. It's wreaked havoc on the on the championship points. So I, I would expect nothing different that going in if they're really close like they are this weekend that 
it'll be uh, very nerve-wracking for those guys if the weather doesn't cooperate. Right, right. Uh, Houston Supercross this weekend. Talk about Houston a little bit. What do you? Uh, what about it? It's a football stadium. Um, it's got pretty good dirt. Um, talk about Houston a little bit. Yeah, I think it'll be good. It's typically one of the better rounds as far as dirt. Uh, it's a little dry uh, from from what I heard today, uh, but I'm sure they'll water and get it get it dialed in. But I think the the riders look forward to it because they you can always anticipate that the dirt's going to be decent, and they usually build a pretty cool track. They used to have a lot more dirt. I'm not sure if that changed or what happened, but it was always one of those rounds where they would build huge obstacles and they just tended to have an abundance of dirt, which always makes the track better. So uh, I think I think everyone's looking forward to it. The series is winding down, and, and it's probably the best dirt remaining on the schedule. Really? Yeah. Best. Yeah, I guess yeah, I think probably so. I mean, yeah. you can't definitely can't say Seattle. You definitely can't say Vegas, and and you know, uh, are, New York's a wild card. So, are we? Uh, what are we going to see in New York? Yeah, I wonder what we're going to see for there. Right? We should call, we should call. Well, it hopefully, we just see a dry race. That's, that would be <laughs> ideal. I yeah, think that's hey, that, what most people are worried about. Yeah, that one could get nuts too, right? Really? Well, yeah, it's, it's you know, it, it could snow that way. Yeah, I highly doubt it, but you know, obviously, in the in the spring, they're they're still getting a lot of moisture that time of the year, so. For it yeah. to be a, a wet race, so I don't think it would surprise anyone. Yeah, really, right? Uh, Kyle, you there? Kyle. Yeah, Tyler? Tyler, sorry. Tyler, yeah. Yes, that's it. Okay, yeah, what's uh, up, man? You want to talk about Dino? Yeah, yeah, you guys were talking about arm pump last few weeks and stuff, and, and I just had a comment. I'm no doctor or anything. Uh, I get arm pump a lot, a lot of the time I ride, but I also have really cold hands. You know what? It gets cold out, and I wonder if... if Blood flow has anything to do with that? If maybe you just have smaller veins in your arms? Uh, I don't know. Let's ask. Uh, let's ask JT. What do you think, JT? Uh, I think there's a lot to do with it. I think you know genetics could be a huge part of it. I think there's a lot of things. I think mentally and the way you train and and if you're if you've gotten it a lot, I think your your brain is predisposed to worrying about it, which which makes it worse. So. I can tell you this: If anyone knew the 100% reason why people get arm pump and could could make, prevent it from happening, they would be a very rich person. <laughs> they really would, right? Yeah, exactly. It'd be it'd be uh, it'd be another story. I, I'm I'm more. I think it's a little bit mental. I really do. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that they're. I don't think it's 100% mental, but I think it's a huge part of it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Justin Hill, he's been on it. Uh, he's been riding pretty well. Can you see him doing something? Um, uh, with these last few rounds, I mean, is this? this I mean, confidence got to be huge, but can he can he just win straight up again? I think he could. He looked great at San Diego. Uh, I think Dean would have won that race if he hadn't crashed. But yep. Justin Hill has got to be the most improved, I would think, on that West Coast. Uh, maybe in the whole the whole uh, 250 class this year, he's really turned it around from mm-hmm. last year. Many people were doubting him and, and wondering if he was going to be able to keep that pro circuit ride, and, and now he's a legit contender and, and winning races. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, what about Sealy's 450 experience on the East? Last time we saw him do this, and I, I talked about this earlier, he came back to Seattle and just ripped it. Just was wide open, uh, dominated Seattle. He raced uh, two or three 450 races and uh, did pretty well. At, at a, at a, got a podium. That, that has to help him, I think. I think that has to help him, give him a slight edge over Anderson. Yeah, it can't hurt. You know, the biggest risk with all that stuff is just injury, right? Like, that's what everybody would be worried about. As long as you don't hurt yourself, I don't see any downside to it. You know, it's all positive other than that risk factor of, of getting hurt. Um, 
So yeah, I would. I don't think it's going to be the difference between winning the title. I think it was more helping out Honda in their time of need, but it definitely has to be a little bit of an edge. He, you know, he hasn't had that downtime. He's kind of stayed in the groove a little bit more than Anderson had to. Have. Yeah, but do you think that uh, will it give him an edge over Anderson? Do you think yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe a little bit. I don't think it'll be the difference between lose, winning and losing the title, but I think mm-hmm. maybe he'll feel a little bit more comfortable those opening laps getting back out there. So uh, this week, what does the track look at Houston? Did you go today to the track? Yeah, I stopped by for just a second. What would you um, think? It looks pretty cool. I didn't get to look at much of it, but, you know, the, like I said, the dirt looks a little bit dry, but I'm sure yeah. it'll come around. 702-586-7857. You got a question for uh, – Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. We're giving away a Fly Luggage Duo Tour Roller Bag and a Neat Free Backpack. JT, you probably have both of these things. Uh, yeah, I do. Hey, obviously, uh, for, for selling stuff like that, I have to have samples and stuff like that. So, Yeah, and uh, tell us a little bit about it. To tell them how bitching, yeah. how bitching it is. What's that? Tell us how bitching it is. Yeah, the stuff's good. I mean, we the whole all of the luggage lines have got a new look uh, for this year, and Quite a bit of improvement. Um, you know, it's one of those things where we don't try to be OGO. We know we build fly bags, and we try to do it our way, and we competitively price them. But when you look at them, you're like, you, you look at it, and you're like, man, this thing's really, really nice. And then you get to the, the price tag, and you, know, and you compare it to what's out there, and then you obviously see where the value is. So uh, I, know that, I know that they were kind of overdue for a new look, and we got that this year, and we're pretty excited about it. The uh, the backpack is something you use every weekend too. I do. I've been pushing the thing on you. It's uh, that thing is pretty cool. It's got a million different compartments in it and uses for it. And whether you're a mechanic wanting to take it down to the line or a, a kid going to school, it's it's kind of uh, got something for everyone. Stop it with the mechanic taking it to the line. Stop it. Hey, stop it with the mechanic taking it to the line. Don't even don't even go there. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's a solid move. <laughs> why do you got to go there bro <laughs> i know it's your favorite no absolutely um all right and then webb cooper webb malcolm stewart a couple of wild cards right yeah i think uh you know i think everybody got to hit the reset button a little bit you know some of those some of those guys the series kind of got away from them especially guys like cooper and those guys were i think they felt like they could win races and it just hasn't turned out that way mm-hmm. so i think for them, it's a chance to really turn it around and, and kind of start over. You know, the point the points are what they are, but they can come in and, and almost start over like a three-race series and show people what they have. Yep. Uh, let's get to Brian. I don't know if we can help Brian too much, but Brian, hey, welcome to the show, Fly Racing Moto 60 show. What's going on? Hey, Steve. Um, this last couple of weeks has been kind of disappointing for Canada because uh, we heard that the Toronto Supercross might not be coming back next year. And uh, the other thing that's going on is that the Speed uh, TV channel, where all the races are broadcast, are being canceled on all the uh, networks or the uh, broadcasters up here in Canada. I want to know if you knew anything about that or how are we going to be able to watch any live Supercross racing? Very upsetting for Canadian people. I did hear about it, Brian, um, from my friends up there. I don't know what you could do about it, though. Um, No idea. you got to think that. I mean, you guys still had speed. We haven't had speed down here for months, so I don't. I don't know. Like, there's got to be some sort of way that somebody will pick that up, right? I mean, it, it's getting good enough viewership down here in America that it's worth it for someone to put. We're not talking. It's not cricket or something. People got to put it. Actually, cricket probably draws better in Canada, but um, 
I got to think it's got to be a way, but I've heard nothing. I've heard nothing. So, And there's no way that Fox 1 would be able to uh, come up here? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me ask Ralph Shaheen this weekend. Seriously, I will ask Ralph. Awesome. And is the Toronto Supercross for sure gone, or is that just a speculation? Or That's a strong rumor. I don't think it's for sure. I don't think I'd feel comfortable in saying that it's for sure gone, but I've heard from a lot of people that would know that they've been told uh, series is not going out outside of USA next year. So, Very disappointing. Yeah. All right, thanks, Brian. All right, thanks, Steve. Jeez, JT, poor Brian. Poor Brian. Can't get the yeah, that's a, that's a rough. I mean, I, I can understand the the not going to Canada for the race is tough enough, but not to get it on TV either. That's that's tough. Yeah, you know exactly. Um, yeah, uh, and what about and what about not getting speed? Jeez, like you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What, I mean, would your advice be? We, we kind of we lost speed, but we had stuff. You know, I think Fox Sports One is is has been awesome. As a replacement for speed, so would your advice be to move to move to USA? Would that be? I think that's across the board my advice, but <laughs> this is certainly a good example of it. Uh, Ed, what's going on, man? Hey, man, how's it going? Good. What's happening? Uh, question is, you're just talking about the potential for uh, you know bad weather still in New York. Uh, I'm in Pennsylvania. Just last week, we got snow out of nowhere. What happens if they get? for the snow race day they still run the race is there any other oh, thing yeah. they can do yeah the, there's yeah there's no no postponing no, that thing i would think short no of rain or shine there, right? it says rain or shine on the ticket yeah i mean it would yeah. be lightning lightning would be the only thing that would ever postpone a race but uh, i've yeah. never seen it yep we'd get it I mean, it's snowed at uh it's snowed during the main event at salt lake yep. i know that absolutely it wasn't too much fun <laughs> all right i'm thinking like serious snow though you know yeah yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll matter. I honestly don't. I think they'll just push it off, and it'll be a mud race. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. All right, thanks, Ed. All right, thanks. Thank you. Uh, more Dino questions, Chris. You want to talk about Dean Wilson? Yeah, I was thinking. I mean, I think if four fifty goes, I think if he would have stopped after Daytona, he would have been better off as far as deal for next year. But what about like arm pump for the fifty class? Do you think it's going to affect him or? Uh, I don't know. What do you think, think J- What do you think, JT? Will he get arm pump more or worse than the two fifties? I would think it'd be uh, I, I, more or less. I would think it'd be less. Well, I think he got it really bad on both bikes, so I don't <laughs> think it really matter. I mean, if you yeah. watch those first couple rounds, uh, he was he had arm pump so bad he couldn't even hold on. He went from you yeah. know battling for the for the lead to a distant fourth. So yeah. Yeah. I don't think it really matters. He's either going to get it or he won't. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Chris. Gotcha. Thanks. Guys. Thank you. Yeah, it's got to be tough for him, man. I, I don't know. I'm honestly, you say you'd be surprised if he won three in a row. I, I would be mildly surprised. I really think he could do it. He was fast. I, could, I think he could too, but, but I would still be surprised. I mean, that's yeah. I just, I just, I that's could, still you know out of the ordinary. Yeah, I, I think he could do it. I really do. I could see him winning all three races, and Anderson and Seeley just uh, fighting, fighting for the scraps to, to to win this thing. Yeah, I agree. It's in the realm of possibility for sure. Uh, if you had to sign one guy, uh, props for, to the uh, <clears throat> TLD Honda guys. Malcolm's in sixth. Jesse Nelson's in seventh. McElrath is eighth, uh, and of course Seeley in second. But if you had to pick one guy going forward, JT, Stewart, Nelson, or McElrath, all TLD guys, who would you sign? Who would you pick? I think you've got to pick Malcolm. Uh, 
I mean, he's been he's been easily the fastest of those three. And you know, outdoors, he's he's even better. He you know was on the podium at one in one mode of the 450 class last year. So mm-hmm. uh, if you have the option and he doesn't go anywhere else, I think that's an easy choice personally. Really easy choice. Pick Malcolm over Nelson and McElrath? Yes, yeah. I do. Oh wow, okay. All right. I mean, he's been ahead of them consistently all the time, right, right. all year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Hey, besides a sweet-ass looking gear, Fly Racing makes much more than them than that stuff. They produce a full range of bike stands, loading ramps, tie-downs, handlebars, grips, levers, and more. Visit flyracing.com to view their full range of hard parts. And, of course, NFAB. Uh, home race this weekend for NFAB, n-fab.com, home race in Houston, Texas. Uh, the JGR NFAB Yamaha team uh, for the finest truck accessories money can buy. Check them out. they got everything, step systems, like mounting solutions, bumpers, Jeep stuff, n-fab.com. We thank, those, uh, we thank everybody for listening and checking out these archives. And, uh, yeah, we got a bit of a sound issue going on with our phones, but we will uh, work on that uh, during the show and try to fix it. Chad, what's going on? You want to you wanna talk about this break for the 250 West Series? Yeah, how's it going, Mathis? Good, thanks for calling. Good deal, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I was just curious if you thought, uh, you or JT thought uh, the break would hurt or help any riders in particular. Uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about that. Um, do you think it'll hurt anybody, JT? Do you think uh, anybody like... Won't... I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, uh, you know, all of them have probably gone through this before just because the West guys typically ride West many times if, they, if they're a West Coast guy. So I don't think it really hurt anybody. You know, I think it's more who will benefit the most more than, you know, hurting anyone. JT, do you see, uh, say, the guys like Feely that went over and rode uh, versus Anderson who stayed back, uh, what would be the better benefit, stay back and train or go and race? I think going to race for Supercross helps. Um, gotcha. Outdoors, you know, probably Anderson probably got more, more done, more progress made for outdoors. But for the Supercross title, I think, you know, Feely probably benefited more. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, you know who I could see really this big, this break benefiting, JT? I could see a guy like Cooper Webb, a uh, rookie, comes into Supercross, you know, a little overwhelmed, uh, kind of gets behind the eight ball. He makes – he forces some passes that go wrong for him. He ends up on the ground. He, I mean, he's fifth in the points. It's not – hasn't been terrible. But couldn't you see him just be like, oh, okay. That's what Supercross is all about. This is what I need to work on. Yeah, totally. I think, like, like I was saying about how they can just kind of start over and have a little three-race series here. But, but I think rookies, um, but I think rookies in particular, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it's he's had time to reflect and, and work on weaknesses, and it's such a new experience. I, I, I totally agree that he, had, he probably had time to, to figure out what he was, where he was lacking going in and, and really figure that out. Also, too, speaking from a team point of view, I know uh, in talking to some teams over the years and myself being a part of some of them, you find some stuff uh, with the East guys that works pretty good on um, testing-wise for the motorcycle, and you bring it over. You know, everybody's under the gun at the beginning of the West Series, and uh, the dirt's a little different on the East, so you run some different settings, you try some different things, you learn some different things, and then by the time you go back to the West, maybe you try some of that stuff, and it, and it works. I know we at KTM we found a setting when I was there, that uh, was much better on the East Coast, and then the West Coast guys all adopted it and liked it. Yeah, I was thinking maybe they could sneak Jeremy Martin out there. Nobody really saw him in the East Coast. They could just slide him into the West Coast. 
see what he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, huh? I'd just be like, what, what? Who's 19? We don't know. Yeah, yeah. no, no, it's first race. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, he's, he's, been, he's been on the West the whole time. You guys just haven't noticed him. Um, all right, let's switch to two, let's switch to four fifties a little bit. We got Michael Byrne coming up, and we will talk a little bit more about four fifties with him. Still looking to give away the fly racing uh, uh, luggage kit here, uh, lug, uh, roller bag and a backpack. Um, so James Stewart has won three in a row. Are you uh, are you aware of this? I've heard. Yes. Does he make it four? I think there's a really good chance. I think Houston's a good round for him. We've seen some dominating rides from him. We've also seen some uh, incredibly spectacular crashes as well. But yeah, I think I think Houston's a good a good race for him uh, as far as traction and feel. So yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me in the least if he went on one again. And uh, do you see any way that uh, Dungey keeps Stewart behind him in points? He's one one ahead right now. It's going to take a crash. <laughs> I, he's not going to beat him straight up. Not from what I've seen lately. Right. You know, if, if Stewart makes his, uh, you know, trademark mistake, I hate to say trademark. That's not really fair, but it, it almost yeah. is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all know he's going to be fast in practice and be in the top one or two in his in qualifying in the heat race. Uh-huh. If he makes that mistake, then Dungey has a chance. But if it's just you know four straight up races with no crashes, then I, I don't think it's going to work out for Dungey. Right, right. Uh, Kyle wants to talk a little more about RV and Stu. What's up, Kyle? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. What's your question? Um, well, although Volpoto has uh, the championship pretty much unlocked, um, we all see that Stewart's, Stewart's on it right now. So yep. And we know that Villapoto doesn't like losing. Do, do we see Villapoto kind of um, get more aggressive with him and the, um, when they're battling? What do you think, JT? If you, I'm going to ask Berner the same question, but do do you just does RV consistently for the next four rounds just lay up, lay up, lay up, lay up? No, I don't think so. I think he assesses each each round. You know, once the main event gets going, he assesses the situation in each one. If he gets a whole shot, he's going to go win. You know, that's I, I really think that's what he tried to do in St. Louis, and he just didn't have the pace, uh, you know, without without really taking big chances to, to beat James. And I, so I, I think he kind of has to uh, look at each situation separately after the first lap or two. If, if you know if he's mid-pack, you do damage control, and you try to try to get to the front. You know, you do the best you can in each particular scenario. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Uh Hey, Kyle. Yeah. You want the fly racing luggage kit? Hell yeah, that'd be sick. Backpack and roller gear bag, bro. Sweet. All right, stay on hold. Tits will get your information, man. Thanks for calling the show. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. All right, there we go. Raining yellow, you do not want to talk about James Stewart. You want to talk about Ryan Dungey? Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Hey, so here's my question. Maybe, obviously, Dungey was the number two guy last year. Um... Is it this year? Is it is he falling back because sports in a groove kind of thing, or is or is there some issue with the bike that he's not really going on about? What do you think, JT? I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? Uh, is uh, is Dungy's performance this year? Is it the same performance as from before? And 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 Stewart's kind of just. You know, obviously, when Stewart's on, he's clearly better than Dungey. Or is there something bike-wise going on that he's he's not telling? What do you think, JT? Do you think uh, do you think uh, uh, Dungey's gotten the same level, worse, better? Has James stepped up? 
I think James is. I think James has been a little better than you know. I think we saw at the beginning of the year James was better than we saw him all of last year. He just had some some mistakes in there, um, and I think Velpoto, honestly, he's just a little bit better than Dungey. I really do. I think that he's won three titles in a row and probably four. Right. So I think James has elevated his game to where where RV's at. He's just RV's hasn't made that mistake like James does. All right. Thanks, Raining Yellow. Absolutely. All Take right. it easy, guys. See ya. Yeah, interesting question about Ryan Dungey, and we and we talked about it uh, earlier. I don't know. I don't think you were on the line about disappointing seasons, and someone had said, "What about Dungey?" And I, I I think he's been the same. He's won a race. He's been Ryan Dungey. Um, I think we won't appreciate him till his career is over. What do you think, JT? No, I think I think Dungey. Uh, you know, Dungey takes a lot of heat, but I think. Uh, for what he's done, he's been right in that top, you know, one, two, three for for years. Yeah. I, you know, I, don't, I think a lot of it's unfairly given to him, but yeah. um, you know, he has a lot of he had a lot, a lot of wins under his belt when you really look hard at the numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks for joining us, JT, on the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. We're coming up with Michael Byrne. I don't know if you know much about Michael Byrne or not. Uh, used to race, maybe coming back, Australian guy. All right, cool. All right, thanks, buddy. Thanks, Chris. All right, see you. Uh, Michael Byrne coming up on the uh, former factory Suzuki rider, factory Cowie rider, and, uh, well, factory Honda rider, too, in a sense, being the Geico team. Uh, Neil, what's happening? Hey, Steve. What's up, Neil? I was just had a comment. I think RV is kind of in a, in a tough spot because, on one hand, he's got this series kind of, kind of taken care of, but if he lets Stewart run away, and I know he's not letting him, but if he lets him win, I think Stewart's going to get the old mojo back and come outdoors, he's going to be a beast to handle. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, you know, there's a, there is the motocross is a mental game, right? Um, so, you know, do you want to just let a guy just, uh, uh, you know, go ahead and run away with it? I don't know, man. Um, does his ego get in, cha- in the way and he uh, – he tries to fight back, you know. You're absolutely right. Um, I, I don't think you want to let the guy get too many wins either way. So yeah, I was just saying it's kind of a tough spot. He he kind of, you know, he's going to win the the SX series, but yeah, it might cost him the outdoor series if he wins. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. No, you're absolutely right, Neil. It should be interesting to see how he handles this. You know, um, confidence is a dangerous thing for these racers, no doubt about it. Thanks, man. All right, thank Great you. Great show, man. All right, thanks. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Let's move seamlessly into our next guest. He is making his debut on the show, and uh, happy to have him. Uh, a great uh, a great guy and a, somebody able to look back and really analyze things. Uh, he's been in the battles, and uh, now he's uh, taking some time off to get better. Michael Byrne. What's happening? What's up? Thanks for coming on the show. No worries. Okay, so right off the bat, uh, Matt Gerke's injured. There's rumors that you may step in. You're still healing from your leg injury. You've been riding a little bit. Can you tell us the status of that? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not bringing my gear bag. <laughs> no? You're still not quite ready? No, no, no. it's not ready. Oh, okay. Right, I'm just saying there was rumors going around. Um, <laughs> do you hope to ride outdoors for somebody at some point? Um, I know, you know, like I said, the, the, you've had a couple surgeries now on the lower leg that you jacked up while you were leading and probably going to win. 
Unadilla for the National. Uh, I hate to bring that up again to you, but uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> do you? I mean, do you? Do you see yourself maybe racing this year? Uh, well, I, I'm just whenever it feels right, you know. Uh-huh. So I'm not really putting any time frame on it. I'm not going to rush it. Um, it's too late in my career to rush, you know, to rush back from anything and you know cause more of an injury, you know, at this right, point. So right, yep. whenever I feel like it's ready, um, and I'll go. And if it never feels ready, then I won't go at all. That'll be it, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I've got to give it. I've got to give it time and chance to actually heal right. And uh, I don't know. I've been having some fun just helping out the guys and uh, yeah, just uh, enjoying the time off. Right, right, right. Um, let's get to Houston a little bit. You're there right now. You're working with Andrew Short and, of course, Matt Gerke before he got hurt. How was Preston today? How's the track? What do you see? Um, yeah, the dirt is obviously, uh, you know, really good in Houston. It's a little on the dry side um, than what I would think it was going to be. But, I, you know, obviously they're going to order it, and it'll be it'll be good as, as always, I believe. So, uh, track, uh, it's not super difficult. Yeah. Uh, there's, I don't think it'll be technical track. I think it'll just be all about, uh, mainly about the speed, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nothing to whoops or well, I guess whoops aren't in yet, right? But, but yeah, there's no whoops or anything yet. But everything else, like right. rhythm seconds and stuff, are going to be pretty, pretty straightforward. Right, right. Hey, so we'll talk about you're helping Michael Lassie out during the week, and you're helping the uh, short and Gurky on the weekends. But let's talk about short a little bit. I feel like he's been underrated a bit this year. He's seventh in the points. He was sixth for a long time. He's had some great finishes. He's been in the top ten every race but once. He's jumped some quads out there. He's, you know, I, I feel like Andrew's having a pretty good year. What, what do you think? Yeah, no, he's been solid for sure. Um, he's definitely obviously flown under the radar as far as his consistency and and being one of the guys that's always there. Um, you know, any mistakes from Basher and you know, he's going to be back in six and points for sure. Yep. So, yep. you know, and that's always that's always possible. Um, you know, with Justin, he's, you know, on the edge and yeah. pushing it. And, yep. Um, you know, Andrew's definitely a solid guy right now for sure. Do you uh, – what do you work on with a vet like Shorty? I mean, maybe bringing up some intensity, maybe trying to bring up those opening laps a little bit? Yeah, a little bit of intensity stuff, but mainly he, he's not – sometimes he's not patient enough in the corners. Like, he's he's – too anxious in the turns, you know, like, so then that, that, uh, you know, brings on mistakes when you're trying to exit the turn because you're too impatient mid-turn, so, um, and, you know, we just, like, like at Detroit, we just try to come up with a game plan of, like, being consistent and what you can do for 20 laps, you know, because if you look at the guys' lap times, uh, you know, most of the guys who are up front, they keep it within a second. Their best time to their worst time is, you know, the average time's a second. So if you can be in that in that range for 20 laps, then uh, you know, like the like Detroit, then you're in there, you know. And it's uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's always it's always difficult, uh, you know, if someone starts doing something crazy, you know, it's either okay, do you take that risk or do you be solid? So um, you know, obviously Andrew's you know one of the older guys, so he you never want to take huge risks like some of the kids do, but then it also benefits him as far as being consistent and then at the end of the championship, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's uh, it's one of those things. I mean, for Andrew, look, he's not going to win the title, but a sixth or whatever in the series points and making it through, I mean, that's 
that's something to really hang your hat on with the depth of this field. And, of course, you know, everybody talking about uh, uh, Tomac and Barsha and uh, and these kids coming in. Um, and Rox has been great. But there's Shorty just hanging in there. Yeah, I mean, when you're, I mean, apart from Kenny, and you look at the deal, look at the series, it's still the same real guys who are at the top. So I know. Uh, you, know you know, for Andrew to be there, it's, you know, shows that he's a solid, solid guy. Right. You know what's funny? You talk about the the old guys being there um, at the top. It's Stewart and Reed have almost won half the races. How funny is that? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's funny. Andrew <laughs> and I were talking about it last night as far as just like when you get older, how much smarter you get. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. How much, uh, how much more you break things down and, and, and realize what if it's worth the risk, if it's not worth the risk at a certain race. And then, I don't know, you just don't think about that stuff when you're young. You just it until you hit the ground and you get back up, you know, and <laughs> go home until next week. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely, uh, you know, I, I feel like even this year, you know, James has become a smarter racer and, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, it shows. Um, hey, look, at, we, we, we're, RV's got a 30-some 30, 30 uh, lead, 35-point lead right now in the series. James caught him in St. Louis. It definitely looked like RV's like, okay, cool, you know, I'll take my second place and we'll go. Do you? There's four races left. I mean, can you see? James looks like he's on it. Can you see RV just checking up every race from here on out? Like if it happens, if he needs to, or do you see like ego coming in at some point and him trying to push a level, or or do you really think that he's will just sit back and be like, "Go ahead, James. I got this. I got this lead. Take your three points." Mm, I don't think he's gonna do anything crazy to go for a win. Uh-huh. I think he's just going to do solid 20 laps, and I think he'll be there. So if James makes a mistake, which, you know, he still does, um, you know, I think Avi will take some wins for sure. Or or if, if there's two rounds to go, one round to go, and he's already locked up the title, I don't think he's going to hold back after that. Right, right. Once he gets the title locked up, that's the most important thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I wrote this in, in Racerhead. Um, a couple weeks ago. I can't figure out if Michael Lessie's having a good Supercross season or not. Uh, certainly, I mean, certainly, well, St. Louis didn't go well for him, no doubt about it. But look, he's 13th in the points. He's only finished top 10 one time, but yet he came close to a podium in Indy. He's won two heat races, which he's never done before. I can't figure out Michael Lessie's Supercross season. What do you think? Uh, it's, it's been a tough one, that's for sure. I mean, he's definitely improved. You know, there's no doubt about it, no doubt about that. I mean, how many other guys other than the, those top couple of guys have two heat races? You know, right, right. You know, Barsha got his third heat race for the win last just last weekend. So it's not like heat races are easy to come by. Uh, you know, the field is deep, and he's just had a lot of struggles when it's come to the final. Uh, you know, Indy, he definitely. I feel like he definitely had that podium. He just, but that was a, the track was really gnarly, and he just he made a a racing mistake. You know, like. Mm-hmm. On the tracks that difficult and the ruts are that deep, you know, stuff happens, you know. So, yep. uh, yeah, the finals have been a uh, bit of a head scratches for sure as far as what what to do about them and, um, you know, and what, what to improve on there. I mean, obviously, he's in shape. It's just I feel like it's, you know, yeah. pretty much 100% mental, you know. Do you, uh, what's the biggest thing you think he's improved on since you started working with him? I mean, whoops, I guess, would be easy, but, I mean, is that... Yeah, I mean, whoops are easy, but uh, if you watch video and stuff, and uh, his corner speed's definitely improved, you know, so, and his, his technique and his corner speed has been 
really good. I mean, obviously his thoughts are always good. So yeah, 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 um, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's just those little those little things like that. You know, like to win a heat race, you have to be fast. No doubt about it. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's only six laps or whatever, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know, doesn't matter. You mean there's what? I mean, everybody can do fast laps, right, for six laps. So why can't they beat him for six laps? You know, so it's yep. all it's all the same. Six laps to six laps. Hey, um, before the season started, you know, I do all these stupid shows and I write all this stupid stuff, as you know. Uh, I really thought that uh, um, Justin Barsha was going to challenge RV. I thought he, I mean, I, you know, I have RV still winning, but I thought Barsha would have a lot of race wins, a lot of podiums, and he would be challenging RV. He hasn't been that happy with his bike. He's got only three podiums, two in a row, though. What's been, what's been wrong with Justin Barsha from your eyes? Oh, I just, I mean, he's still young. I mean, it's, I just, he's not smart enough yet, and he's just not, uh, I mean, obviously he's being consistent, but he's not, he's not as fast as James or, or RV either right now, just raw speed, so I think he's starting, he's starting to find a little rhythm now, obviously, you know, getting podiums and stuff, so, um, you know, it's a deep field this year, and you know, stuff doesn't come easy, I think. You know, you live and learn as you know, race by race. And he's this is only his second year on the 450 for Supercross, right? So, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't just happen like that, you know. Right, right. So, you so you're not really taking, you're not taking a stand like this is a disaster. You're just like, ah, eh, it happens. This is. I didn't expect him to, to battle RV for the win in the championship, but no? I, I mean, I expected what? him to be fast, which he is. But he won three races last year, and he looked great, and he was on it, and all that. Yeah, rookie, rookie, yeah, rookie year. Now it's more pressure to, to repeat those three races. Uh-huh. There's a lot more to it than just okay. Like a lights guy hopping on a 450 for one weekend, you know they do great. Yep. Hey, that is true. Yeah, like 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 who cares? Like doesn't matter what happens. Like no one has any expectations, and you don't have any any pressure on you to do anything. And then then bam, you do good. Next minute, hey, you better get that. You better get that podium every weekend. That's what we expect now. Yeah. And then mentally, mentally, you're like, oh man, okay. A little different, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. Things change. So once you can learn to control that, which it seems like he's starting to now, he's been getting a couple of podiums. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a uh, it's a whole different uh, animal when you're expected to do it. The uh, and what about let's talk about talk about getting back to the BTO Sports KTM team, uh, Gurky. Really, from the start, I know you weren't working on those guys right from the start, but, you know, his finger, he had to put a pin in his finger and learn how to use his clutch, and it really sucks he dislocated his elbow because he had finally started to ride a little bit like he did last year. Yeah, it sucks, like you said, because the last month we've been working pretty hard on stuff, and he really, he really, really started to make really good improvements, and, you know, just it was just an awkward crash, too, and just fell awkwardly, and now it's yeah. you know back to the drawing board again. Which obviously I know how that feels. So yeah, yeah, you know it's tough. So um, you know it's always difficult to jump jump ahead and start feeling good again, but then you take five steps back. So yeah. and uh, and Tomac just a disaster Supercross season. He he did well this weekend. He picked up a couple of free spots when Dungey and uh, Dungey and Brayton went down. But for him, it's been the injury from round one which, again, you can relate to being injured and falling behind the pack a little bit. He's gotten a podium at Indy, but almost with the way Indy was, I don't even know if you can really count that for 
anything as far as like looking great. Real survival. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I almost write Indy. Indy was cool to watch for me to see top world class riders struggle a bit. But because he got second in Indy, I'm not like, oh, he's having a great year. What do you see from Tomac uh, um, here and there? Just, I mean, what's, um, what's been going on? Well, sometimes when I watch him, I'm like, man, he's he's going so fast, and then I look at the lap time, and it's and it's not, and I'm just like, man, it just doesn't add up, you know. So mm-hmm. I think he's definitely, uh, you know, he's not getting the smooth road in into the 450 class. You know, he's going to have to take the bumpy road for for a little bit, and uh, you know, I mean, obviously. I heard that, you know, he's not happy with the bike and stuff like that. But, I mean, sometimes when you're that far off, is it really just all the bike, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're setting the bike up, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Will Will's on a bike that's similar. You know, Justin's on a bike that's similar. And so it's just like, at some point, you know, is there something missing in your program? Are you still injured? Are you still carrying an injury? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, uh, I don't think he's found his comfort zone yet, that's for sure. Who has, I mean, outside of the obvious guys, uh, who has really impressed you this Supercross season? Who's caught your eye? Who's who's uh, really stepped up? Well, I mean, obviously, if you're looking at non-factory guys, obviously Weston is, is doing great this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's always solid, and if he's not crashing, which is, you know, if he, <laughs> right. he didn't crash as much, he'd be even better. Yeah, he's got six, ra- uh, six races I, I thought with Tickle one was Tickle started to get pretty solid there until he... He got hurt. Yep. Um, other than that, I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously, Chad stepping up, but I knew that because I see him every day riding. But yeah, you uh, you were one guy that said, "Yeah, I'm not surprised that Chad Reed won two races and, and was challenging for the points lead." Yeah, no, it wasn't a surprise because I'm there every day, so I could, you know, I know what he's how he can ride, and I know what happened last year and how he wasn't happy and and what he dealt with, and I knew how he was coming into this season so right right um and then uh 250 class uh who you got Seeley or anderson anderson's got a four point lead with three rounds left uh <laughs> that's, that's difficult man they're both they're both great um i feel like obviously mentally Jason probably has the upper hand just because of the way he's won some races. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, taking them away from him on the last lap. But then, obviously, if Cole gets a whole shot and and gets out and gets comfortable, um, you know, he, he definitely uh-huh. definitely is comfortable out there and looks good. So that's a real tough one. Um, man, it's, that's uh, a hard one to pick. I can't even really... right. Um, it could go so many different ways, you know. I mean, right. Dean could just win all the races. Right, but that's what we said. It's not going to matter for the championship-wise, so then that's taking points away from the other two guys. But. Yeah. yeah, we, we both, uh, before we got you on, Jason Thomas and I were talking, and yeah, Dean could win outright. Dean could win all three races. Yeah, and that's, right. he's definitely, I feel like even Raw Speed, he was the fastest guy, you know. Like, yeah. he, most of most practices, he... Uh, he was the fastest, and then he just got on pump or whatever when he raced. So, right. Uh, raw speed wise, I think you know Dean's the fastest guy. It's just maybe now that he's out of the championship and doesn't care, maybe it'll be easier for him. Right. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We got Michael Byrne on the line for a little bit while longer on the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show presented by NFAB. 
How much? Uh, how much were you impressed with Justin Brighton's ride, uh, Burner? Um, again, like last weekend. Yeah, like he he only he got tenth, but you know that that heat race was impressive. Whoop speed was great. Um, the, the yeah, guy, I think like anytime there's a tough rhythm section and yeah. a long set of whoops, I mean you can pretty much count that Justin's going to do good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's. he's He's great technically in the whoops. He, he gets across them really fast, uh, and he's not afraid to do big technical sections, which usually separates him from everybody else. Right. Um, and he's you know he's got a great he's got a great team behind him, and the bike's fast, so yeah. uh, most of the time he can get a good start and stay out of trouble. Yeah, um, bike looks really good. I, uh, bike's always yeah, been, the bike's yeah. getting better and better. I think. Yeah, especially from when you rode it. You rode it the Valley Yamaha Yamaha Valley team and you weren't a fan back then when the first i think it was the first year it came out right yeah no i wasn't a fan for sure but uh yeah they've i mean i think they changed a little bit for 14 and they've learned some things right so yeah i mean i rode a stock one when i went to australia and it was definitely better than mm-hmm. what that had before um you know and obviously the jgr guys send their bike down even more and yeah um make it you know make it even more comfortable so so when I go to uh, Stewart and RV after the race at St. Louis, and I'm going to talk to you as a former, as a racer, not a former racer, as a guy that's been there. So I go to RV and Stewart, and I say, "Hey, man, I'm really surprised you weren't able to, not able to, but I'm really surprised you did not bust out the rhythm session like Justin Brayton did. I mean, by my sausage fingers, it was three to four tenths quicker to do it Brayton's way." Um, I go, "I'm really surprised," and. They both said, ah, I just didn't feel like it was worth it. I just didn't feel like you could do it. But, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not going to argue with them, but on my stopwatch, it's three to four tenths faster. Does that just, does that yeah. tell you, does that tell you I mean, that no. Brayton's just, I mean, just a little bit less scared, let's say? I'm hesitant to use the word scared, but you know what I mean? Yeah, but then that's, but then as a racer, then you've got to, you've got to weigh up, okay, can I do this for 20 laps? And right. the answer is probably no. Because no. the track deteriorated, so um, you know, and I went over this with Andrew. You know, we worked on it as far as okay, the guys are starting to jump that section. Do we need to jump it, or do, or if you can get off on and off that tabletop, can you do that twenty times? Right. Because if you if you tried to go over and didn't make it, right, right. you lost more than that three tenths. No, that section, yeah. that's for sure. Well, the place so, when when Brayton clunked that section, Tomac and Dungey just motored by him. You know, it was where they passed them. Yes. So, yeah. So that's you know that's one of those things where you got to sit down and be smart and figure out, okay, what 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 is going to be solid and consistent? That's still fast. I mean, obviously you had to triple up on. I mean, you couldn't just jump double and jump over as far as speed wise. Right. So, you know, you had to do that at least. But the big rhythm was obviously a little quicker, but. I just consistency wise from what I watched in practice, other than just other than Justin doing it, nobody else really got it that clean all the time. Yeah. They would jump over and then they would chase the next three and then they wouldn't get the three into the corner. So it was like mm-hmm. what's the point of even worrying about that when you can when you can do the no brainer and just jump on and shoot off and then do the rhythm that way, you know, and and, and don't waste energy chasing something or mm-hmm. really uh you know, having to take that wide line to get all the way over, you know. I mean, it looks great, and it's obviously great in a heat race because it's, you know, the track's fresh and it's super fast, so. Right. Um, but you got to try and weigh up the options for the 20 laps in the final, which is, you know, a different ball game. 
Hey, let's talk a little bit about uh, your career. So if you don't race again, if this is it, and I hope it's not, Burner, but if it is, I mean, are you happy? I mean, is, are you, you you okay with everything the way it went down? I mean, I understand the last little bit hasn't been great, but, I mean, you podium. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if I'm done, I mean, I can honestly say I gave it everything I had. I mean, if, it, if I wasn't good enough, I wasn't good enough, and that was, that's it. I can't say, I can honestly walk away and say, well, it's, you know, it's not that I didn't try or didn't do everything that I felt like I could. So, uh, I mean, obviously, I wish I would have obviously won that motor at Enadillo and then been able to say, yeah, I won, you know, won a national or something, you know. But, uh, you know, I had Supercross podiums. I had a heat race win. I, you know, right, right. podium at the U.S., you know, I, I had a podium at Daytona. I podium at the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, I had multiple, obviously, multiple motocross podiums. But, you know, I feel like, you know, if it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be, but it wasn't from lack of trying, so. <laughs> yeah, really. I, I And I hate to bring this up, Bernard, but yeah, the, uh, the, um, the, the moto at Unadilla, jeez, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, God, it's got to be hard, tough to not sit back and think about that, right? Like, what could have been and, and, uh, and all that, it's, it's, I don't imagine what that's like sometimes for you, that's got to be tough. Yeah, that was one of those ones. I mean, I honestly thought I blew out my knee when it happened originally, and then I, mm-hmm. when I just kind of looked up at the sky and went, "Really, this is happening right now?" Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> why? <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? I right. But no, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. What do you do? I mean, right, right. Yeah. You know, I know. I just I couldn't imagine like they make movies about things that happen to you like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> They make movies. Yeah, where, I mean where... it, it's heartbreaking, but like it, like I said, it's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's part of racing. And yeah. I just wish someone would have got it on camera. I, had, I just had too big of a lead. I wasn't. I didn't even catch it. So. Oh really? Huh? You've never you've never seen it? Yeah, never I've seen never it. really seen. It. I just I just know that my foot slipped off the peg. I don't know. Yeah. Anything else other than I was a lot of pain. Um. Yeah, I I happened to be watching you. I saw the, everything. I saw it all happened in front of me. I mean, you're a little ways away because you're in that valley, but. Uh, I happened to be looking right at you when you did it the whole time. So, um, yeah, real real bummer. But, yeah, I mean, hey, whatever. You know what? Uh, the flip side of that is that uh, you got a chance to lead the national and should have won and all that, which is awesome. I mean, you know, people don't get to do that. So, Yeah, I mean, and I won I won motor on the light spike and stuff at Southwick. Right, yeah. So, no, absolutely. yeah, and then it was just one of those days I just felt good and Everything was clicking, and the track was super difficult and technical, but it didn't really feel that way to me. It felt, I felt really comfortable, and mm-hmm. uh, that's right. usually when it happens, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, last call for Michael Byrne here on the show. Uh, Moser, what's going on? Uh, just uh, pretending to work. Oh, I bet you are. What uh, You got a question from the uh, the Michael Byrne that's not Andrew Short-related, or is it Andrew Short-related? Absolutely, it's Andrew Short-related. If maybe you didn't uh, know, he spent all week down there at the farm, or a couple days at least. Oh yeah, I saw that on Instagram. Yes, yeah. Well, so I wanted to ask what they were working on down there. What about this week, Burner? What was the? Uh, was the... this week we uh, we just really worked on Andrew's technique and uh, um, just his turns and staying more forward. Uh, um, some little stuff like that it was actually really a, a recovery week for Andrew as far as his training and stuff goes. So hopefully so be this that weekend phrase, nice working, and fresh. That the phrase "working on technique" is thrown around a lot. Is that like body positioning, or what do you mean by that, I guess? 
it can be multiple things from, you know, body positioning to, you know, how, how you turn the throttle, are you being aggressive with the, you know, with the clutch, um, you know, there's so many different aspects of it. Can't give away all my secrets. Well, but. no, I don't want you to do that. That's not, we don't want anybody stealing Shorty's secrets either. No, so. no. Shorty has, much away. Shorty has mentioned, Burner, that, uh, yeah, before Toronto, he thought he had a, a, maybe a too hard of a week and he might have wore himself out. And then in St. Louis, he's like, yeah, maybe it's still affecting me. So, like, did he do on Yeah, some, yeah, no, did, he definitely, yeah. you know, he got excited after Detroit because he did good. And, yeah. You know, as as we do sometimes as athletes, you think, yeah, I need to do, do more now because I did really good when, when really less is more. Yeah. Um, especially this time of the season. Um, you know, it's all about recovery and. Yeah. You know, right now until and then maybe in a couple of weeks or another week or so, then you start thinking about motocross. So if you don't get most of your recovery in now, you're going to dig yourself into a pretty big hole come come outdoor testing and stuff. I hate to – I'm going to end this thing on a Tim Ferry story, of course, but uh, <laughs> last year in Vegas, Nick Way was asking Ferry about getting older and still being competitive, and Timmy told him that – in his last few years, he did way less than he ever did, and that blew Nick's wig back. Nick was like, dude, I get on the bicycle more now. And he's like, no, 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 I rested more. And way couldn't yeah, believe no, it. And yeah, and I was just, I've been the same. I mean, you learn so much about your body, and when you start really feeling good at the at the weekends, and most of the time it's because you were rested. It's, I mean, when you get older, you have all those years of really a base training underneath your belt, so like, I mean, if you're out of shape, you're out of shape. But if you're a fit guy, most of the time that you know, we have to perform to the maximum every week. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're an Olympic athlete where you know you have one shot at it every four years, and you gotta. It's like you're going for gold every weekend. So yeah, you have to really you know be smart with your recovery, which is at this time of year, like I said, is like the most important thing. Right. Thanks, Moser. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. All right, hey, Michael Byrne, thanks for coming on the show, Fly Racing Motor Super Show. I appreciate it uh, to figure out, get a little bit behind the scenes on uh, your thoughts on some of the things. You've been doing some good work with Alessi. Are you going to Canada? Are you going to Canada, Burner? No, I'm not going to Canada. <laughs> All right, uh, damn it. I like, I like Florida. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Um, and good work with uh, Shorty and Gurky until he got hurt and all that. Uh, great to talk to you again, and I'll see you this weekend in Houston. I mean, sounds good, all thanks. Right, thank you. Michael Byrne, everybody, on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Uh, Congrats to, uh, was it Ryan? Tits? Ryan? Uh, No, it was uh, Kyle. Kyle! Kyle won the Fly Racing Fly Luggage Duo Roller Kit and Backpack. And uh, Fly Racing, official gear of Weston Pike, Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, and many others. As well as NFAB, N-FAB.com. Anything you need for your truck, Jeep, or SUV, you can get it. And uh, we appreciate everybody for listening to Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We will see you next Thursday. Thanks, Tits. Thanks, Tits. Yep. <laughs>